0: This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real Real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 225, baby. Oh yeah. In today's episode, we have a special guest. We have Rob from English with Rob. Quite simple, really. And we talk about the story of his life. Well, probably we mention about 1% of his life, but never mind. Um, We talk about his life because, as I always mention on the podcast, at Rock and Roll English, we speak about real people and real lives. Because I mentioned this in the podcast, actually, we always read about crazy stories in the news, don't we? But that doesn't really relate to our lives, does it? You know, us normal people. And by talking about normal lives, we get vocabulary used to describe normal lives. For example, if I spoke about rocket science, you would probably get lots of new vocabulary. But how much of that vocabulary would you actually use? So as you know, on Rock and Roll English, we tell real life stories. And that's exactly what we do today. Plus, Rob has actually had a really interesting life. Notice I used the present perfect there. Has had because... Luckily, his life is not finished. It's still in progress. So yes, he has had a really interesting life. He tells us some secret information about photography, some cool stuff about geography. I never thought that geography could be interesting, but he actually tells us some interesting stuff. And he also teaches me a new adjective. Every day is a school day. I learn stuff here as well. And one thing I want to say, I'm never embarrassed to say I don't know a word. Some people might think he's an English teacher. He should know every English word in the world. But I disagree with that. I believe my main role is to motivate you. Of course, some think about the English language I should know and... I think I do know. Only if words are less than two syllables, though, as you know. But I believe my main job is to keep you motivated to make sure you stay in contact with English and keep on improving. And by doing that, well, sorry, to achieve that, I try to make things entertaining for you so then you will still stay motivated. That's my plan anyway. Whether it works, I don't know. One other thing, remember, my ebook is coming out tomorrow. I made a podcast yesterday about that, so you can go and listen to that. It's in your podcast feed. Have a quick listen. All the details are there. But if you want it, go to rock'n'rollenglish.com and click on the big button on the home page. And if you want the vocabulary from this episode, go to rock'n'rollenglish.com slash episode 225. I will speak to you all again at the end. Here is the conversation. A little bit longer because I wanted to find out more things about Rob's life. But yes, speak to you at the end. In the meantime, happy listening.
1: Hello, Rob, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Hi, Martin. Uh, Thanks so much for inviting me on your podcast.
0: Pleased to have you on. Very, very pleased. I genuinely love your stuff, right? I generally, I, well, I've said this many times to people that have come on the podcast just to be polite, basically. Um, but I actually do love your stuff. I actually follow <laughs> your stuff and find myself watching a, a video about phrasal verbs, like it's going to be a new phrasal verb for me. But, um, <laughs> That's how good the videos are. So, yes, I actually do love your stuff.
1: Oh, thanks. I I hope none of those people that you've praised in the past are listening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't named names. But, yeah, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Uh, As I said, I haven't named names. And I've I've been keeping a bit of an eye on you, OK? I kind of feel like almost a situation, let's say, you're in a bar. You look at a girl across the room. She looks at you, okay, and you're not sure whether to make the first move to go over there. This is kind of how I feel what's kind of been happening. I was hoping you would make well, the first move.
1: Oh, um, well, you know, I was going to, and I had been passing you some glances in that bar every now and again. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I, because my podcast has been building up and I wanted to um, invite you on, definitely. Sure.
0: Now he says this, sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a real reason. I wanted it to develop into something rather than me just, you know, working out what to do every time. I wanted it to grow into something more fixed and something that has more shape and that I know what I'm doing with. But then you... You went and had a baby. So I was like, oh, well, now I have to leave him alone. Give him some space. What a selfish bastard
0: having a baby. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can't (laughs) believe you did that. I was throwing you those glances in the bar. You took no attention. You paid no attention. Went and had a baby.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I I suppose I apologize
1: for that. But um, (laughs) no, (laughs) but yes, I'm joking, everybody. This is my (laughs) sense of humor. I've, I've congratulated uh, Martin already. It's a wonderful thing. That that That's true.
0: That's true. Um, that's why I thought you were kind of giving me the come on. So some nice vocabulary there. When you give someone the come on, it's like you're giving them the signals, let's say, that um, you're up for a chat and a drink, let's say. Um, also some lovely vocabulary. When Rob said um, like some glances, like some, some quick looks, let's say. But um, But yes, in the end, I couldn't wait any longer. So I made the first move. And um, contacted you, although in the past you did contact me, didn't you, about your YouTube channel and said, um, can I put your podcast on a YouTube channel to say like the best podcast to listen to English, to l- yeah. learn English? Sorry. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Didn't happen in the end. Didn't make that video, did you?
1: Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out, Martin. <laughs> uh, my slackness. Um, so, yeah, I've been quite slack recently slack meaning not good at being productive so yeah yeah, when i launched my podcast because i also have a youtube channel i thought a great way to promote it would be to sort of make a a video of like the top 10 or 20 english learning Mm. podcasts out there sort of independent english learning podcasts where you can get to know the host and get into the flow of it and find the right podcast the right host that you're going to like or you know more than one um and it's still on my to-do list, but I okay. think that was back in November that I had that idea.
0: Well, I, I, I will wait for the video, okay? Because then I kept checking the channel, thinking, thinking, where, where is this video? Is this video around? Uh, um, but never mind, never mind. We're here and that's the important thing. So today we're talking about you, basically, okay? Because on Rock and Roll English, we like to... Talk, as my American friend says at the beginning of the show, real English, real people. That's the best American accent I can do. Um, So we like to tell stories about real people. Okay, so you're going to tell us your story because, you know, we read lots of stories in the media about politics and crime. But that's not real life, is it? So we talk about real life here. Most people's lives, you know, they don't really involve politics and crime. Well, I hope not. Anyway, um, so we're just talking about you. You're telling us your story. Uh, we've got lots in common as well, both British, mm-hmm. both live in European countries, um, both are fathers as well. So lots in common, lots to talk about. Okay.
1: Definitely. Um, okay. So here's the... Uh, don't
0: worry. Don't worry. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> this wasn't like um, you need to tell me because I have done my five minutes research, which I do for every podcast. Oh, okay. My <laughs> and basically involved stalking you on the internet um, for the past day or so. Okay,
1: so tell me what you know and I'll, f- I'll fill in the gaps.
0: Okay, lovely. Lovely term there as well, fill in the gaps, to like tell you the things maybe you don't know. Also, you can do fill in the gaps as grammar exercises. That's quite a common one, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so you're from Leicester, I noticed, uh, a place in the middle of England. And also the place, I suppose, that is... The city, I suppose, that is most difficult to pronounce for English learners—is that right?
1: Yeah. So if somebody's reading it, they might want to say Leicester or yeah, Leicester, Ly- because there's a <laughs> E-I and there's a C in there as well. It,
0: it's just—it's just bananas, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. The—the um, the spelling. It basically—I only realized that when Leicester won the Premier League a few years ago, the f- English football league, and then all of the uh, my Italian friends here were saying to me, oh, like, Leicester, like, oh, fantastic. And I was like, sorry, who who is that? Um, so <laughs> I imagine that that's a, a bit of a problem um, when you, maybe if you write that, people have a bit of difficulty pronouncing that one.
1: Um, well, I pronounce it first. I say Leicester, 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 and then I write it so that they can... Okay. So I think if you hear a word first, you have the pronunciation Absolutely. first. It can really help. And then Absolutely. you look at the spelling... And you're not influenced One, by the spelling. One hundred percent. That's something they
0: teach you in the the CELTA course, isn't it? Which is the course to become an English teacher, which I also know that you have done. Because as I said, I have done five minutes research. But these places we have in England, we have lots of places that are strange to pronounce, don't we? I remember I was at a, a party once and we were doing a quiz and an Australian person actually was reading the questions. And when he said Yorkshire... Instead of
1: Yorkshire, all of the English people there just erupted with laughter. <laughs> I suppose the other f- sort of famous one is Edinburgh. Okay, yep, that's often another often Americans one. or anybody reading it will call it Edinburgh. Yep, that, that's because...
0: an, another one, a, a big one here. Um, but the biggest thing in Leicester that I know that has come out of Leicester is um, Mark Morrison. No?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's quite the biggest thing. Um, I think people are going to have to look him up because he was famous for about 10 minutes in the mid to late 90s, right?
0: Yeah, but what a song that is. Okay, (laughs) Return of the Mac. 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 What a song that is. I think that was actually my ringtone for a bit, actually, when I was about... I don't know, 21. And I thought I was like the coolest cat in town. So a nice term there to say, but basically I, th- I thought I was cool. Um, so, okay, you grew up in Leicester. Great. And then you went to university and you studied geography, I hear, right? Mm, you're now, right. I dropped geography when I was in school. So in uh, Britain, you, when you're, I think, 14, you get to choose some subjects, um, the ones you want to keep doing, or you can what we say, drop them, so to not study them anymore. So I dropped geography when I was um, 14, so I don't know much about it. But do you? is it true you basically just study maps and where cities are? Because everyone always says, if you get something wrong, they always say, my geography is not good. And I always think, how much do you study that in geography? Do you just sit with a map and like look like what's further north, like Leicester or Oxford?
1: Yeah, we basically just memorise... <laughs> maps, where all the towns are. No, that's not true at all. Uh, yeah, this is a, it's a preconception of geography because I think, I think because when you're doing it at school in the early stages, that's a lot of what is involved, looking at maps. Uh, but there's also, um, you know, physical geography, which is things like volcanoes, okay. meteorology, so the weather, geology has part of it, how um, land forms and, you know, why is a mountain there? How did it yeah. get there? And how does okay. that um, have a relationship to the um, rock types that are around and soil types? But, I mean,
0: this this does sound interesting, but I must admit, from what you've just told me, I don't really regret the choice of dropping geography when I was 14. As, as interesting as it sounds, I still don't regret it.
1: Well, that's, that's just one side of geography. But let me give you my reasoning for choosing geography, because there's okay. also the human geography, which is about people and place. And what living in a different place um can do to your psychology so oh wow now now we're talking okay yeah so like for example if you live at the foot of a mountain or if you live on a volcano like many people in italy do um yeah or if you live in a urban area or if you live in a place where there's absolutely no one around you this will have different impacts on your your view of the world in-
0: interesting because um, for the first twenty-five years of my life, I lived in Essex in England, and there's not a lot going on there. I, I, mu- I must admit, I was quite a miserable bastard. Um, and now I live right near the sea. I walk out on my balcony every morning, and I have a lovely sea view. And now I think I'm quite a, a good guy. And mm. I, I, I think now I know I know why the change
1: happened. Yeah, and you can see why architecture comes into it as well. You know, if people are living in uh terrible uh old um dilapidated there's a nice adjective for you. Oh I mean you're gonna have to explain that
0: for me. As I always tell the listeners, if it's got more than two syllables, I don't know it.
1: <laughs> dilapidated. So old buildings which are which need um some care because they're too old. Maybe they're falling apart.
0: Right. See, I would go for the classic run down there, a run down
1: building. Run down, yeah, okay. Yeah good synonym uh but yeah imagine (laughs) growing up in a council estate in an urban area it's very gray the buildings create lots of shadow it's all concrete there's no green compare growing up there to growing up like where you are right now surrounded by beautiful classical italian architecture renaissance
0: yeah stuff i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far with classic italian architecture you you might get that in other places yeah but um i do have a lovely sea view so so that's okay Um, okay, so we've spoken about your studies. Um, and then you, you got into photography. So remember, when you get into something, you be, you become interested in it. Um, so I mean, I'm quite an expert on photography as well, because wow. I did uh, a course on Udemy, which is a site where you can do online courses, mm-hmm. uh, which I paid 10 euros for a course about taking pictures with your iPhone. So Probably got a similar kind of knowledge, I, yeah, I would yeah. say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably uh, expert, definitely. Uh, yeah, there's
0: there's literally nothing I don't know about photography. Um, obviously, that's not the case. I, I know absolutely bugger all, as we say in England, which means absolutely nothing. Um, but
1: you worked in London in, in photography. In photography, yeah. So when I was in London, I was in an office, basically, at a, a picture mm. agency where... I was the deputy editor and we were contacts between photographers and publishers, basically. They, they, the okay. photographers gave us their material and then we placed it in newspapers, magazines, TV shows. Um, mm. But while doing that job, I, they also sent me out to cover some events like red carpet stuff. And uh, wow, live music! So, like which... some
0: celebs, some celebrities taking pictures of them. Yeah, Are you like the ones like you know, like when they say like take a picture of the leb of a celebrity if like she's put on a little bit of weight or something like that, and no, then sell it to the
1: newspaper. That's pap. That's paparazzi. <laughs> there you go, an right. Italian word, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, that's no, I didn't do that. They, uh, I don't mm, really agree with that side of <laughs> photography. Yeah, it's not the best. Um, but also a lot of it is staged. You know, the the celebrities, and the photographers agree where they're going to be and what they should wear and what they should do, even if it's right. a negative thing. Um, OK, well, wow. so these... they're arranged.
0: Interesting. These are inside tips. They didn't actually mention that on my 10 euro Udemy no. course. So I, I didn't actually know that. that. That is interesting, though. So when it's staged, like everything's prepared and ready. I mean, that sounds... Really interesting. When I was working in London um, after graduating, I worked in an investment bank. So you're there taking pictures of like George Clooney and I'm looking at spreadsheets on Microsoft Excel. So um, different kind of vibes. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, to be honest, the red carpet stuff was my least favorite because you, you know, there's a pack of photographers. You can't have it in Corona times because every is everybody is packed (laughs) so tightly And they're all getting basically the same picture anyway. Yeah, I have always thought that. Why are people so crazy to do that? Because they're surely taking the same picture. And there's a lot of waiting around. You have to be there when they're setting up because they don't want to let you in when the barriers are all closed and all the crowds are around. So you have to wait for like two hours before it starts.
0: Okay, so maybe
1: I I was having a better time with my Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. I think so. You were were inside, you know, I had to do it in the middle of the winter as well. It wasn't great. But what I most enjoyed was doing the live music photography for them. Okay, wow. Now we're talking. No one else in the office was bothered about it. So I could basically call up the uh, press agent of whoever was playing in London and say, can I have a photo pass? Which means you get to go to the gig front of the stage with your camera. But the thing is, You only get to stay for the first three songs. Ah. And then you go. That's the deal. If you ever go to a gig, you might notice the photographers at the front. They're usually only there for the first three songs. And they usually are not allowed to use flash. But still, sometimes... But can you not then just, like, jump in the crowd and just, like, hide yourself? You can't jump. (laughs) Do, like, a stage dive,
0: which is when people jump for the, the fans to kind of, you know, hold you up.
1: Yeah. Didn't try one of them? I did, but... I did want to, but I was thinking my camera wouldn't be safe, or it might make somebody <laughs> else not thinking. safe, bash them in their good head. thinking. I'd get some yeah. beer thrown in it, which happens sometimes. Um, I but can imagine. Sometimes, in some venues, and I got to know which venues they guide you out through the back of the stage, and other venues, okay. they just open the gate and say, off you go, into the crowd. And, oh, right. Uh, okay, good. And yeah. then if it's a band you like, which normally I only selected bands that I like, or I thought the pictures would sell well, um, then I get to hang around yeah oh, i mean
0: that sounds that definitely sounds better than a microsoft excel spreadsheet um, but one thing that you mentioned there about beer coming like over maybe the top going towards you i just hope no other liquids did because when i've been to gigs other let's just say other liquids get thrown around but normally after the first 3 songs yeah that's um, true. normally towards towards the end when you know people it's too difficult to go to the toilet yeah. and Let's just say other liquids get thrown around, okay. <laughs> um, but I must admit, when I went to a gig once, and like I literally couldn't wait. It was it was a, a concert in Spain, actually. Couldn't wait. Had to basically go. To the toilet in in my glass, which was it was a plastic glass. Luckily, it was like a really big bottle, uh, a really big glass of like the really big pints of beer. Pint glass. Yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't. It was bigger than a pint. though. I think it was oh, a liter of beer.
1: This is why you needed to go so much. Party. Well,
0: it, well, this is it. But then you can't go because you're in the crowd. You can't move. Like, yeah. what do you do? I didn't want to. I didn't want to just do it like some people do it, and it like comes down the back of your leg. So I did it into my glass, and I, I had two. And then spent the next probably 45 minutes, like, trying not to spill these two basically big glasses of piss. Yeah. But I did a bloody good job, though, because... No moshing. They, no, there was no moshing. So, like, jumping around going crazy. And they were still full at the end. So, you know, I'm a respectable citizen That is the moral of that story.
1: As long as you don't, like, your mind doesn't go off it and you're just there, you're holding a glass... And you just forget what it is for a second and you take us. No, that would be the worst.
0: No. uh, Yeah, that that would have also been bad. Luckily, um, that didn't happen either. Um, So moving on with your life story, then you moved abroad um, to like broaden your horizons, as we say. And so you've lived in Cambodia, Paris,
1: and now you live in Germany. Yeah, that's right. I also, while I was at university, I did an Erasmus year in in the Netherlands as well. So that was my first uh, dive into, well, I suppose, stepping out of the country and out of my comfort zone for more than just a holiday. And yeah, um, yeah, I really liked it. And it, uh, being away from England I don't know if you feel this makes you realize some of the negative aspects of England. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> but I, for
0: me, the, this experience came later when when I was 25, because like you you don't know, do you? you don't really know what life is like? Obviously, you visit other countries like like I had, but when you live there, it's actually a bit different. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I hadn't
1: broadened my horizons until I was 25. Yeah, I guess I was 21, I think, okay. yeah, 21, 22 when I did the Erasmus, then I had to go back to Coventry, uh, which, you know, speaking of geography is a big contrast <laughs> back from, <laughs> from a beautiful Dutch city of Utrecht, uh, with you know, its winding canals and beautiful classic buildings and tree lined streets, even in the center and people on, um, you know, classic, uh, Omar Fiat's, which is the name for the D- Dutch style bikes. It's called okay. Omar Fiat's, which is grandma bike interesting this has been a lesson for
0: me as well i did not know that he
1: goes a little bit of dutch for for your learners as well exactly and i um still to this day ride a dutch style bike even though it's a you know what i mean that it's like a, the handlebars are facing towards you instead of yeah um, okay flat. right yeah and... so the
0: handlebars are the things that your hands hold basically
1: mm-hmm. and it's a r- much nicer sitting position and also i like the Let's call it the girl's shape of bike. Well, it's pointless using my finger, yeah. So you can see it, but nobody else can I know, see it. Yeah. But you don't have to take your leg over. You just jump on, and the first time I sat on one of those bikes, it really felt. I was smi- I couldn't stop smiling. It's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> um, do you have a basket at the front of this bike as well, just to like you know put your shopping in? That will be useful as well. I don't have a basket, but I have got a kids seat on the back of mine now, which when I don't have a kid in it is basically the basket. <laughs> okay. Notice the difference in pronunciation there. I say basket,
0: Rob says. Say again. Basket. Basket. Wow. Um interesting though. I'm I'm very much looking forward to the day I can go out on a bike ride with my daughter, actually. On my very small foldable bike though, I'm not I'm not sure Ooh, it will yeah. be the safest
1: option. But I don't know if you'll be able to fit one of those seats on there. No.
0: Um recently I've actually been thinking um to buy because I live very near the sea an inflatable boat to go out in the sea. Um my my wife's not too keen on on this idea on this idea but I think it would be great. Me, my wife, little girl in this inflatable boat and just going, you know, wherever the wind takes us. Like start a new life Whoa. maybe in in it would, it would be like kind of like Columbus when he went to America. That's that's a kind of what I sort of see yeah, in this but it could be not more sure. like castaway though is the risk. Yeah, um, very much, especially because I haven't got the money to buy a real boat, obviously. So I w- I'm going for the inflatable one. Very worried about a puncture. So when a puncture, when you get a puncture, it's like when the you get a hole, let's say. And if you get that in a boat in the middle of the sea, could be a problem. But we don't know. We'll see how that one goes. Um, so, I mean, we're going through your life. Quite quickly, I think here, but never mind. Um, now you're obviously you're teaching English and you're doing lots of stuff online, which I mentioned earlier. Some amazing videos. So I've I've looked at some of your YouTube videos as well, your Instagram videos, and I, all I can say is well done because they 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 are fantastic. I imagine it's a lot of work. People don't see the work that goes on behind the scenes, do they?
1: Yeah, let me tell you, it's a lot of work. Um, the videos, but I really love it. So, you know, the, the photography, um, I obviously have a visual creative side
0: Mm.
1: and just to make the link from photography to teaching, I was teaching photography at a university in Cambodia after I, I was actually working as a magazine photographer. And then I started teaching at the university and I found that I enjoyed the teaching more than the photography. Mm. So that's when I made the switch. And then when I moved to France, um, not France. I'm saying France because I'm a from... I, I, I did notice that. A little yeah. bit more of the northern side of yeah. England than uh, Market. You're,
0: you're in the middle, though. You're, you're like... Middle, you know, yeah. You, you don't know where you are. You're north, south. You're just, you're just literally stuck in the middle.
1: Yeah, they, well, they call it the Midlands. I'm from the Midlands. Yeah. But just, I suppose, a few... I don't know how far south from Leicester people say bath, podcast, grass. <laughs> but in my city and... Everywhere north from Leicester, we say bath, podcast, grass, yeah. castle. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Then when I moved to France, I still wanted to continue teaching. Um, and I, I thought, well, teaching English is is the way to go here. Uh, because... Absolutely.
0: It's the, it's the same here in Italy. If you meet like a British person or an American person, there's no point asking what do you do because everyone just teaches English. It's the only thing you can do, basically.
1: Right. Yeah, but it's also um, a good thing because it frees you up to then move around and wherever you're going. If you don't speak the language when you arrive, you know you you have something to to do and to get paid for. So the the videos sort of combine my love of teaching with the love of uh, photography. But now I don't really do photography anymore since I was working as a photographer because a big camera feels like hard work but what i've fallen in love with recently is video editing and special okay. effects
0: i mean you you are amazing at the special effects i couldn't think of anything worse than video editing mainly because of the time it takes and sometimes i have tried to like make videos stuff always terrible but and then i spend hours and hours on it and it gets like i don't know five likes like from my mum my wife my brother my dad, yeah. and then like my brother's wife. And then I see someone, I've said this before, I think the, the picture that got the most likes on Instagram was a picture of an egg that got like 20 million likes. And I think, look, I'm spending hours thinking about this. And then someone puts a picture of an egg on and gets 20 million likes. Like, I just think, I'm just giving up. What's the point?
1: Well, this is definitely the way it goes. I, you know, compared to, there are lots of different ways of teaching English on YouTube. And I think absolutely most people have it right where they just look at the camera Put some simple text on the screen and take you mm. through like 10 useful phrases or uh, phrasal yeah. verbs with with of and just talk about it. But I really like to visualize everything, have some little jokes. And it does take me longer. And I actually get a lot fewer views than the other <laughs> than people who are being more straightforward. Well, not than I should. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm not fitting into the algorithm is what I think. But also people, I think not everybody wants some crazy visualised incredibly vain guy running around saying look at me I'm teaching you English and um, shooting a laser gun or something I much prefer
0: though instead I, I really just can't do those those pointy videos of like yes 10 phrasal verbs and they point like up And it's like here and it looks like you're like doing a dance routine or something like that with these words popping up. That's yeah, It's not really for me. So I much prefer your style. But unfortunately, I've got no idea how to do that. And your special effects, your um, sometimes costumes as well. I noticed. Yeah. Um, they're fantastic when I, w- I was making a video for the school I work at once and I had to put a woman's dress on and it was a liberating experience let me tell you um, what about you what's the craziest thing you've ever dressed up
1: as um let's see I have a like a monk outfit so a monk <laughs> uh, how do we describe monk like a religious man um, kind of man the, 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 the... it's Buddhism right? Yeah,
0: I think so. They they just they kind of meditate a lot, um, sit around and they
1: kind of wear like their like dressing gown a lot, basically. Um Yeah, it's it's one big robe. But I use that to I've used it to be a ghost okay. and I've used it to be a Jedi, not actually M- multifunctional a monk. then. Yeah. So exactly. like buying
0: that off Amazon, I imagine, was a bit strange. Like your no, wife and children, no, I'm just becoming a
1: monk. It's okay. I've rarely bought um costumes for videos although today i actually bought on ebay a harry potter tie because i'm gonna do a harry potter (laughs) video um i've never really bought i've not bought many things especially for the videos but i do like when i'm in a a shop and they're having a big sale just after halloween or something like that and everything's really cheap i think "Mm, i could probably use that in a video i'll get that okay Uh, so i like it i've got this um box here which is full of uh crazy costumes and wigs and stuff half well, of it's not been used though to at, be honest. at
0: least oh, actually i was going to say your children are okay when it's like halloween they've got stuff they can use but then i suppose if you're talking about like a like a shirt or something your four-year-old daughter it might be a little bit big for her
1: yeah well th- there's a combination of uh there are some kids costumes in there as well uh, try, try and
0: squeeze into them sometimes do you yeah
1: maybe like a small cape i could maybe manage but um okay again so a
0: cape something that you wear harry potter's got one of them hasn't he he's got a cape he's got a huge cape batman's got a cape yeah uh, generally superheroes have capes don't they superman's got one the cape that we have here is a wonder woman's cape okay oh wow sexy yeah I like it um, anyway I mean I would like to continue this um, conversation but the thing is I then need to look at the transcript and that takes me bloody ages so I think we had better stop um, but it's been great talking about you finding out what uh, we'll have you on again soon actually when, and you can tell us a bit more but in the meantime tell everyone where they can find
1: out more about you okay well it's um, English with Rob it couldn't be more simple if you just put it in you' you'll to find my podcast, my YouTube, and my Instagram, I'm um trying out TikTok for a little bit because I've, okay. I think TikTok is um a place to find another new audience. And I, I have the feeling a lot of people are um moving from Instagram to TikTok, so I'm trying it out. Um, mm. okay, nice, but I'm trying not uh- to use it and look at it because it takes up all my time, just use it to put <laughs> stuff out,
0: yeah. Um,
1: again, I, I, I would like to that. You're, t- you're
0: totally right. Um, but again, it's just, I think, oh, it's just too much time and effort. Um, and there's generally younger people, isn't it? Like some sort of teenagers. And I, I think like, oh, you know, fuck them. Basically, <laughs> they, 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 they'll <laughs> move to bit, Instagram yeah. soon. It's, I'm there.
1: It's a little bit. It does make you feel old looking at it, but yeah. there are, if you, um, like the right things, then it, it works out your demographic basically and there is lots of other useful funny interesting stuff on there too okay i'll check it out um but anyway thanks
0: again for your time and we'll see you soon thanks martin yes definitely thanks a lot thanks bye-bye bye Bye. OK, so that was me speaking to Rob from English with Rob about his life. And I just want to say at this point, I love Rob's attitude to the videos. As he says, he knows that the best way to make videos is to make those stupid pointy videos like you're someone from the BGs dancing. But he refuses to make them because he makes videos he likes. That is rock and roll spirit. I don't give a fuck about anything else. I'm doing what I want to do. So, well done, Rob, is what I say. So let's have a look anyway at some of that rock and roll vocabulary. Um, at the beginning, I said I thought Rob was giving me the come on, a lovely slang expression there. If Someone's giving you the come on there, making you think they are interested in a romantic, possibly sexual relationship, let's say. Um, then Rob said, thanks for pointing out my slackness. So slackness comes from the word slack. If you are slack, basically you're not productive, you're not doing enough. Um, I then mentioned that I dropped geography when I was 14. So that's when you basically stop studying a subject. So did you drop any subjects at school, for example? Then we had the new adjective that Rob taught me, which is dilapidated. So a house that is dilapidated is not in good condition, basically. It's just a bit, you know, disgusting normally people would describe that as run down simple people like me a run down area a run down building for example where you know the buildings are not in great condition let's say one thing i would like to point out as well is when rob said to me you know you're surrounded by classic italian architecture i said well i wouldn't go that far a lovely expression there to say well you know let's calm down i wouldn't say that much i live by the sea sure but with classic Italian architecture, hmm, I'm not sure. So I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say that. Then we were speaking about photography and Rob obviously got into photography. So he was he got interested in that. And I said, I know bugger all about photography. So when you know bugger all about something, you know nothing. A very nice slang term just to say nothing. How much did you win on the lottery yesterday? Bugger all. Um, then Rob was talking about photos that are staged So if a photo is staged, it's not spontaneous. It's the opposite of that. It is planned. The celebrity is there to show her hairy arms or something like that. And then it's on the front page of the newspaper. It's staged, which was a new thing for me. I didn't know that. Speaking of stages, we spoke about a stage dive as well. Think of like the most rock and roll thing someone could do, like a rock star on the stage, jumping off the stage, and then everyone holds him up. That's a stage dive dive. Um, I mentioned as well when I had to urinate in a glass at a concert, I didn't spill the piss. So when you spill something, it's, you know, you have a drink and you knock it and then some of the drink falls out, you spill your drink. But I didn't spill the piss. I kept it there. Um, and then Rob said like no moshing then. So when you mosh at a concert, it's when people just jump around and go crazy, almost start punching each other. It's strange sometimes how music can do that to you, isn't it? So yes, if you've got a glass of piss in your hand, avoid moshing. We spoke about Rob moving abroad to Broaden his horizons, lovely term there, very simple to understand. I'm just pointing it out to help you remember. We also spoke about the handlebars of a bike, so the handlebars are the things where your hands go, basically, those are called handlebars. Then I was talking about taking my boat, my inflatable boat, out to the sea, but I'm worried about getting a puncture. So, a puncture is like a hole, you can get a puncture also in. Your wheel of the bike, for example, or any wheel, a wheel in a car, I suppose, you can get a puncture, a hole, and then the wheel goes and loses all the air because you've got a puncture, baby. We spoke about monks, which are the guys that are into Buddhism, I believe, and the go around meditating all day and wearing robes the people that hang around churches you know um rob also mentioned some costumes that he has when he dresses up so a costume in this sense is something you wear for fancy dress let's say something for halloween because you can also have a swimming costume but that's obviously different and speaking of costumes one part of that is a wig so when you have the hair the strange hair That's not yours. It's a wig. And we spoke about him squeezing into his children's clothes. A lovely term there. Maybe you have a pair of jeans that you bought five years ago and you say, hmm, I wonder if I can squeeze into these jeans. Um, And then at the end, I asked Rob, where can people find out about you? And he said, put in English with Rob, you're bound to find my podcast. So you're bound to. It's almost certain that you will. Anyway, remember all of this rock and roll vocabulary is on the website rockandrollenglish.com/episode225. I will see you all in, again in 2 weeks, but if you want to get my ebook, remember go to rockandrollenglish.com, click on the main button there and I will email it to you tomorrow. Any questions, just send me an email because remember I always respond. Anyway, see you all soon, but in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby.